This episode is dedicated to my brother, Mike. He is my number one fan. In fact, he's the one that knew that I was trying to launch a podcast much earlier than now and was always following up with me to know, hey, when's that podcast coming out? So Mike, thanks for pushing me and keep on top of me to make sure I continue to deliver. Do you desire a competitive advantage delivered weekly that will help propel you into the next level of your sales career? Then you have found the right place. Welcome to the Win the Deal Show, a B2B sales podcast for sales professionals like you that want to discover ways to improve your strategy, communication and negotiation techniques, and ultimately win more deals. Get ready to accelerate your sales growth. Now, here's your host, Tim Barnaby. Hello, and welcome to the Win the Deal Show. I'm your host, Tim Barnaby, And today, on our very first episode after the inauguration of the podcast, we're going to talk about the way in which I view the B2B sales environment. And I'm going to walk you through the framework that I use when I'm working with my clients. Before we get started, make sure you take the opportunity to grab my free guide to telling better sales stories, the five must-haves to turn your sales story into a success. It's specifically for B2B sales professionals, and it outlines the easy, straightforward story selling strategies that I and my clients use to hone their most important asset. When used effectively, this will make you one step ahead to winning more deals. If you want to make an impact on your sales, go to timbarnaby.com slash story and grab a copy of the five must haves. Now, understanding that this is a podcast and you're probably listening to it on your phone, I wanted to let you know that I'm also going to have some visuals. So if you're more of a visual learner, there will be an opportunity for you to watch this on YouTube, or I'll probably also put it on my LinkedIn business page. If you're interested in watching the videos, make sure that you connect with me on either my YouTube channel or my LinkedIn business page. And there you'll be able to watch the videos. Let's start with the framework. So for those of you listening on the podcast only, in front of me and what's on the screen is a triangle in the middle of the screen and one third of a circle that surrounds it's broken up so it's slightly uh, apart from the triangle. I will do my best to describe what it is that I'm writing on the sheet, but I wanted to give you the context of what I am showing, as well as for the visual learners who are seeing it while they're watching this on the other platforms. So I'm gonna start with the triangle. This is really the results that the customers are looking for. And so for me, the clients and the customers that I work with are people who are looking to improve upon their sales. And so. I start out by saying that this middle part is really, I write this out in the middle of the triangle, is B2B sales. Now, there are three areas of focus that I see as being a challenge for people in the B2B space. The first challenge is that there is a a lack of knowledge as it relates to what is going on in the buying cycle. You don't necessarily know who the right decision makers are. You're unclear around how they're going to buy. There is a lot of challenges as it relates to extracting the necessary information that you need in order to help make the connection between what it is your potential customer is suffering from 
and how you and your product and service may be able to help them. And so this lack of knowledge, this this ability of not being able to connect with the right buyer, even really trying to have a, a better relationship with them, put you in the category where you might be in what's commonly referred to as a spray and pray approach, where we're just out there talking to everybody, hoping for the best, and usually not ending up with the right amount of sales that is going to put you over your quota. So I refer to this as the deep abyss. And I'm just going to write that on the bottom part of the triangle, the deep abyss. Because this is like that chasm of unknown. We're, we're running around trying to figure out what it is that we can do to, to try to make sales happen. And, and sometimes we get lucky. Sometimes we just happen to put the pieces in the right place. But more often than not, we struggle to find out what it is that we can do to make it work well for us. Okay, so the, this deep abyss is one of the major problems that we have. And then we move to the, the for me, the left-hand side of the triangle here. And this is where we get into actually speaking uh, to the, our potential customers uh, or existing customers in some case, if we're trying to sell in a new product or service. The challenge is that this is where all of those demos and presentations take place. And this really is where you can end up in what I refer to as pitchville, that you just run around, you're not finding the right people, or you're being asked to pitch to multiple different people on multiple different days with different pieces of information. And usually it's just to appease one or two people in the room. Sometimes it might feel like you're making some progress. And other times it just feels like they're really trying to figure you out and see if you're the right partner for you or not. And also the buyer might just be filling you out to see if they can get any information out of you so that they can actually take it back to their current supplier to see how they can improve that relationship. In addition, when you're stuck in Pitchfield, there are times that your presentation tends to be boring, not just because of perhaps the way you present, but the people that you bring in, if you deal with a technical sales, let's say, sometimes the technical people, while they're great at how they explain their roles, can never tie it back to the business problem that you're trying to solve for your customer. And so you get really tech heavy. And unless your audience is specifically tech focused, then it tends to be boring. And so the real challenge, all this summed up becomes one of just poor messaging or a lack of a message. And I would just put it like that, that there's a lack of a message as the big issue. And then the third problem I find is that if you somehow are able to get your way through the channels of understanding what the business challenge is, or even if there is a need, let's say, of what it is that your customer wants, and you somehow get past the point that you have a message, you might not even actually have a message that you will really just find your way that, okay, they're, they're okay with what you have to offer, or they just at least need to get a pricing proposal from you. So you submit your proposal, you think you're going to actually close this deal or win this deal. And ultimately you end up in a place where nobody from the sales perspective wants to be you end up in a place of being at the local hotel. You're just checking in. Oh, it's me again. Just checking in to see if you've made a decision. Just checking in to see if you need any more details. Just checking in to see if you've been able to share our presentation with the decision maker or not. 
And what ends up happening is your buyer tends to go and become a ghost. You find that they are nowhere to be found. They never have any answers for you. They don't even have the courtesy to let you know that you've already been discounted. You're not even willing to be considered for being in the sales any longer. The other option is that you've done all the work and you end up with your biggest competition out of any sale that you ever have, which is no decision. Ultimately, there wasn't enough value in the deal. And so your competition of no decision has won out that they're just going to keep doing the same old, same old. And the worst part of all of this is if you somehow manage to get through the no decision, if there is a little spark of interest and you're no longer just checking in, you actually have some kind of a dialogue. Sometimes what ends up happening is that you end up with the sips or how I refer to it as sharpen your pencil syndrome, which is the worst way to think about this from a business perspective. And yet it is still used today. So many people, so many decision makers will come back with a, can you sharpen your pencil? I don't know who's selling all of these pencil sharpeners out there, but apparently there's still a good deal because there are plenty of people in B2B sales who will constantly go back and cut down their pricing, which is ultimately cutting out on their margin to get them a deal. And that is no way to live. And so all of these, all these challenges uh, from my perspective is ones where ultimately uh, you are not converting. So no conversion. That's on the third side of the triangle. So we've got the deep abyss where we don't have the right amount of information. We've got a lack of a message because we are not clear on what it is we're presenting and how we're presenting it and ultimately getting to the right people with the right information to get them on board to want to buy. And even if we get past that, we have no conversion because we're stuck sharpening our pencils or just checking in or ultimately winning, losing out to our biggest competitor, which is no decision. And so this is where I do my best work. This is where I do my best work with people who are suffering from these kinds of issues. And we break it down into three areas from where we can help make things better. And so the way we do that, we take each area and we focus on a way to provide a better solution to making this happen for them. So when it comes to being in the abyss and not knowing what it is that we're going after and how we're gonna solve business problems, what we actually end up doing is clarifying the details. We clarify our process, we clarify what the challenges are, we clarify how we're going to go from introduction to our prospective customer to a signed closed deal and us doing business with them. There is clarity that is needed. And so we need to do the work to bring it to light so that we know exactly what we're doing. And once we have clarification, once we know where it is that we're going, that means we can work on the presentations and the demos. And when we do this, we amplify what it is that we're offering. So we're gonna amplify to the message in which we deliver and make it crystal clear what it is that they're going to get from us as a prospective customer. They're gonna understand the deal so well that they're going to, again, be bought into the idea of wanting to work with us. So we've clarified how we're gonna go from point A to point B. We've amplified our message in a way in which it resonates with our potential customer. And then we have to take all of the issues 
that might be presented to us, whether it's pricing, no decision, figuring out what the scope is, these are all objections. And so we need to nullify. We need to nullify these objections. You need to set a, a way in which to take all of those pieces that may come up and we're really and truly putting our business case together as we go through our process. When we have that clarity and when we present our case in an amplified manner, we've already in essence, addressed all of the issues as we get to the end state. And so when it comes to challenges on the final pieces of conversion, whether that's working with legal on a contract, working through purchasing on whether or not they want to try to shave more off of the deal, trying to avoid any scope creep from the, the decision maker, this is where we're going to take all of these pieces and influence our decision makers to make the right choice that's going to help improve their business. You have to clarify where you're going. You have to amplify how you are saying it, and you have to nullify the objections. Once you have those three pieces, you will win more deals. Tell me what it is that you liked about this model, and if there's anything that you learned particularly in what I've shared that maybe is different from the way that you handle your B2B sales. I'd love to hear from you. So write to me at tim at timbarnaby.com and put in the subject line podcast episode one and give me your feedback. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Leaders are readers. Want to become the next leader for your team? Let's check out what Tim is reading this week. Every week, my goal is to share one book reference. Now, these are not book references that are just bought and sat on the shelf or you could look up on Goodreads just to say that you've read it. No, these are actual books that I have actually purchased on my own. I won't be taking any books to be read by anybody. Uh, these are books that I've invested my time and my money with, and I've actually read them, and then I've got some takeaways from them. Some books are excellent. Some books, they were recommended, and I purchased them on my own, and I found some nuggets, but that's, again, just my opinion. My first book recommendation is Sell the Way You Buy by David Primer. And this is an excellent resource. David goes through the science of why our customers buy from us. And he really speaks to uh, the whole sales journey from end to end. So similar along the lines of what I've just been describing in this episode about the way I look at B2B sales and the areas that I want to focus on with my clients. In particular, chapter seven talks about objection handling, and he really focuses in on the how you need to solve for the business problem. And it's one resource, just one of the many resources that I have around this area, because ultimately it's never about your product or your service. It is ultimately about the outcome that your customer is looking for, whether that's save time, save money, or generate more money for their business. So we need to really think about how, it, how our products and services help contribute to that outcome. And that way, when there are objections, we can just refer back to one of those three outcomes of what it is that we're trying to help them achieve and how the objection is stopping them from achieving those goals. If you get the opportunity, David's book is excellent. It's a, a long read in some respects, but well worth the investment. And I'll have more books around the science to recommend on future episodes. 
Next week, I'm going to go through all of the deep elements of my CAN platform and how you can help improve your sales. But until then, take the opportunity now to subscribe if you haven't already so that you never miss a future episode. And I know we're only at episode number one, but if this is something that resonates with you, I'd love to get a review. So go to your podcast player of choice, put in a review, and send me an email letting me know that you've provided one. Again, my email address is tim at timbarnaby.com. And any reference to the notes that I've made here in the podcast will be made in the show notes afterwards. Thank you so much for lending me your time today. I hope you found a lot of value. But until we speak again, or at least until I'm in your ears again, go out, take massive action, and win the deal. Thank you for listening to the Win the Deal Show. What action will you take away and implement? We would love it if you would leave a rating and review in order to help others like you find this show. And remember to subscribe so that you will be the first to hear the latest episode. Check out all our episodes at winthedealshow.com. Thank you for listening. Now, go out, take massive action, and win the deal.